what's up? My name is Grace, and thanks for tuning in to the GT Young Adults Podcast. We're a community, a part of GT Church in Victoria, BC. We love Jesus and have a passion to learn and live like Him and have a ton of fun doing it. All of the messages and conversations you find here will point you to His truth and His hope, so lean into whatever God wants to speak to you today. Enjoy what you're about to hear, and thanks for listening. to the six and our the six welcome to our eighth service of the, the day which is pretty amazing it's pretty incredible eight of eight we never had that many and it's pretty exciting how many of you were at the 6 a.m how many went six to six bless your hearts you're for sure going to heaven i'm just kidding that's not theologically but maybe i mean you probably, no, I'm just, it's, it's fun though. Like I saw some of you, which is exciting. And there was the 6 a.m. all the way to the 6 p.m. It's just fun that we get to do that. Um, even, you know, some of you have been serving since 6 a.m., some of the team. And I just think that's like, needs to be said. That, you know, people have quite literally been here all day setting up services, doing everything they can to, to put on services that would hopefully bless you and encourage you and enrich your soul and your relationship with Jesus. And so can we just put our hands together? I you know Tommy and so many people have just been serving their hearts out. It's really good. I just want to clarify too, like I know lots of people are coming tonight, felt like double dipping or whatever it was. Maybe you're serving at a different church this morning, you're here tonight. You're so welcome here at the six. Like it is our young adult service, but everyone's welcome. We just target that age because we feel like that age needs something specific. I just want you to know that. I need that clarified. Like you are welcome at the 6 p.m. if this service uh, best fits for you. Um, Guys, it is Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, we call it. And if you're new to church or someone just brought you tonight, um, don't worry. The Easter egg hunt will happen later, okay? That's why the balcony's closed. I saw so many Easter egg bags up there. Like, I, was, I took one. If you're 133, it's not, you don't have an Easter bag tonight because I ate it. Um, but that's fine. I just want to say, though, like, today is a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a, it's a wonderful morning or wonderful evening to talk about how Jesus Yes, he died, and the crucifixion was real, and it was painful, and it was hard, and the cross, which, it's funny, it's a symbol for the church world, and we see the cross, and it means Jesus, but in, in this time, it was a dangerous thing, it was a scary thing, it was the worst death you could have, and, and Jesus did die, but friends, he rose again, he is risen, like, that's what we say, right? And, and it's just important for you to know that, that, like, that's what we're celebrating today, the victory of the cross, that Jesus died, but it did, like death did not hold him, that he rose from the grave, and that as we accept Jesus, as we come to him as Lord and Savior, you as well take part in that victory, that there is resurrection life for you and for me. That's the good news. And that's why we celebrate today, and we honor God, and we just get so excited. That's why we're all hopped up, and we do eight services, because this is the gospel, that death could not hold him, that he was not defeated on the cross that he triumphed over death. And I just, I want you to know that context because for us on Sunday, on Easter Sunday, on Resurrection Sunday, we're all hopped up, you know? We're like seven-year-olds on Mountain Dew at the Flying Squirrel. Like, we just can't even hold it in. I was at a birthday party recently at the Flying Squirrel. Whoa. A lot of, like, whoa, so many kids, and, like, I've, I'm a dad of three, and I was like, ew, like, it's just sticky, everything is sticky, the air was sticky, you know, but we're, it was just like, like, this party, and this party, and there was just parties everywhere, and Easter Sunday for us is, like, just party time, it's so exciting, and can I just be honest, like, for the, for, for the disciples, for Mary, like, it didn't get exciting until Jesus showed up. 
like early on, on, on resurrection on Sunday or the third day, it wasn't like a happy moment yet. Like we're all excited because we know the end of the story. It's like, for me, I, I love movies more than TV. Anyone else? Can, would you guys, can I do a poll and you like actually show me your hands and what you think? Like how many would say I prefer to watch a movie than to watch a show? Movies, okay, TV shows. Okay, it's fairly even. Let's break this down for a moment. TV show people, why? Why? That's my only question. No, I, there's something about movies that's just like, for me at least, I just, I, like, would you rather watch your favorite movie of all time forever or, or, or just one episode of your favorite show forever? Maybe that's not fair. Four, four episodes of your favorite show, okay? So you only get to watch one thing the rest of your life. Your favorite movie or four episodes of your favorite show. Okay, let's re, re-pull. Ready? Movies? Movies? TV show. You're gonna stick with TV show, really? You just love to binge, that's what it is. Prayer for you later, it's fine. We'll do prayer for a TV over here after service. I, I don't know what it is, I like it all. It's all great, it's good stuff. But I just, for me, I, I love movies and I think I love them because I, I just, when I watch movies, I just want that happy ending, right? Like me and Trina will do this, we'll watch a movie, okay, we're watching, we're, I'm enjoying. I really love movies I've never seen before. Trina always wants to watch, just she wants to watch one of her eight favorite movies always. That's the only thing. I'm like, what do you wanna watch tonight? It's like, I don't even wanna ask her. I love, I wanna watch something I've never seen before. I wanna get excited about it. And I want the happy ending, right? Right, you want, you want it to happen. You want that thing to be resolved or like that, that, that girl to get the thing or that guy to do the whatever. Like you want it to like, yes, they did it. Yes, they accomplished it. Like he, Frodo destroyed the ring. Like you want the, you want, you want the thing. But don't you find there's so many movies and TV shows right now that are trying so hard to be like art and like philosophical <laughs> that they don't give you what you want and you're just left hanging and it's like, well, we did it because that's reality. No, I know what reality is because I'm in it. I want entertainment. Make me happy. Like redo the ending, right? That's how I get so mad. At the end of most movies, me and Trina watch, I'm like, you know what would have been better? You know what would have been better, Trina? Because I'm a movie critic. And I give her my thing and she's like, stop it. Shut it. Like, no, it's the movie. It is what it is. You have to deal with it. I want the happy ending. I want to know that the thing happens and we're all excited and happy, right? Friends, this is, the disciples and Mary have been watching the best movie ever. They've been watching Jesus heal and love and, and, and prophesy and equip and empower and he's gone. And now it's the third day and it looks like death has won. Like there's no happy ending. It's like watching P.S. I Love You over and over and over and over again. He's still dead. He never, like there's nothing, you guys haven't seen that one? Don't, it's not worth it. Like he's dead. It's the worst. And, and they're sad, and, and there's this moment of sorrow. And that's what we see here. Like, they don't, they don't quite recognize it until finally something clicks. And so we're going to be in Luke 24, and this is kind of a, like a, I don't want to say it's an odd one, but we've kind of gone through the cross. We've talked about it all day. And, and, and now we have these two disciples, and they're going from Jerusalem. They've, they've seen the crucifixion. Like, it's all happened, and now they're walking back. Uh, it's, the, it's the story of on the road to Emmaus, which you, many of you may know the story. And these two disciples, one we have the name of, are, are taking this seven-mile journey from Jerusalem back to Emmaus. And the Bible says this. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them but they were kept from recognizing him, the Bible says. Which is a really interesting thought. Like we don't, like, 
everyone debates what this means. Like, was the sun in their eyes? Or were they, like, did Jesus quite literally, was he not fully showing himself? Was he hooded? Like, what, what was really happening in this moment that they quite literally are walking beside Jesus but are kept from recognizing him? We don't actually have the full answer of what he, this is exactly saying. What we do know is this, that, that seeing Jesus and hearing about Jesus is not the same as knowing Jesus. Like, it's not the same as recognizing, knowing, and deeply understanding in your heart. There's a difference. Like, you can come to Easter Sunday service. You can sing songs that have powerful implications for your life. That you can talk about a living hope. That, like, there, although there was death, there is still hope in life. Like, this is a big deal. You can see that, sing that, and yet still not fully know and understand how deep God's love is for you. That startles me. That, that concerns me that we could be so close and yet so far that we could see Jesus, walk beside Jesus, that these guys are right there and they don't know it's a resurrected new life, all encompassing hope filled Jesus. That we could come tonight and see it and sing about it and not choose to see him and know him and love him like he knows and sees and loves us. And there's a difference. Like, I think it's hard to see, and he said it this morning, I thought it was really profound. He was saying how I think it's interesting. We can, it's hard to see Jesus in times of mourning and grieving, but he said one thing that I think we specifically need to hear in our Western world in this moment now. It's difficult to know Jesus when all, you, when all we are is so busy that busyness might actually be our biggest burden from knowing Jesus. Have you thought about that? Have you, have you considered the, that in your own life? That your busyness might actually be your burden with having a meaningful relationship with your Lord and Savior. Man. He asked them, this is Jesus speaking. Here's the question, question Jesus asked. He asked a bunch of questions. Actually, before we get into this, this is the funniest conversation. I say that every week, but this is funny. Like, this is like when you're trying to explain to your mom, if you're a mom in here, no offense, when you're trying to explain to your mom, like, how to use, like, TikTok or something. That's what I, that's how I read this, okay? Watch what I'm saying. If there's a mom in here on TikTok, no judgment, but maybe a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? This is Jesus. They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? When I read that, I, I picture him like, are you actually serious right now? What have you, where have you been? What? You, what? And he's like, literally, I'm living under a rock. Like, that's where I've been. Like, he, he, no, he's like, he's asking a funny joke. I didn't think that joke would land, so I didn't sell it. I thought it was more of a dad joke. It was, it was awful, right? Yeah, Andy used this more terrible. I'm just, Andy, if you're here, I love you. He's up in the back. He's watching. Um, no, it's funny. He's like, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem that doesn't know? Are you, me and Trina always just will go, are you kidding me? Like, that's what's happening here. What things, what have happened, what has happened in the recent days, Jesus asks. Like, you died, dude. Like, that's what happened. I picture it's like, guy, what? You don't know what happened? Bro, like, it's been crazy. Like, that's kind of how I, that's what you guys would say, like Gen Z. You'd be like, what, bro? Yeah, no, totally, yeah, for sure. Like, what? Let's read this in full one more time. What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood with their faces downcast. One of them said, 
Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem? Are you the only person in all of this visiting Jerusalem who doesn't know what's happened here? Are you serious? Everyone's talking about it. It's trending on Twitter. Like, that's what he's getting at. What things? What thing about Jesus of Nazareth? They replied. It's like when you're telling your, you know, you're trying to teach someone like something on, you know what I'm saying? When my, the mom on the iPad thing, you know, when they're trying to take a picture and they're like double tapping it, why won't it save? You're like, stop punching your iPad, maybe. <laughs> Hit one press. Like, that's, that's what it is. And then he finally gets so mad, he's like, listen, he was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over, sentenced to death, and they crucified him. Also, we had hoped, we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it's, been, it's, it's the third day since all this took place. In addition to that, the other dude pipes in, also, you, like, I don't want to say you idiot about Jesus, but also guy who has not been around, clearly, and then they keep going. Some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels, that he was actually alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had, but they did not see Jesus. Like, they go on this big rant, are you kidding me, man? What things? The guy who's been healing, the guy who's been doing all this stuff for everyone, he died. In fact, he kind of mentioned he would, but he also mentioned that he might rise again, and we haven't even seen him. They go on this big, long journey. They talk about it. They're, they're preaching about it. They're like at this guy. They're at Jesus answering his questions. And then Jesus says this. This is important. He said to them, he being Jesus, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah, this is a great question Jesus asked, did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to him that what was said in all the scriptures, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. This is, this is such a profound moment. Hear this for a second. Jesus is asking questions. Then they're talking about it. They're getting mad at him. And then he says, guys, I had to go to the cross. Again, we love Resurrection Sunday. We have eight services on Resurrection Sunday. And we do one on 10 a.m. on Good Friday. And it was powerful. If you missed it, it was powerful. And we were saying it in Team Rally before. The resurrection is so powerful because of how intense the crucifixion was. And Jesus is saying to them, I had to suffer for you, for you, for, for me, as Lucas. Like, I had to suffer. I had to tackle sin. I had to take on all the sin and the shame and the pain so that the debt could be paid. And guess what, friends? The debt is paid in full. Amen? This is the good news. And then he goes on to have a conversation with them. He's like, it's funny how they said he was a prophet, powerful in word and deed. They begin to quote him scripture. And he's like, let me explain to you what the scripture is all about. Can I just say this to you? Everything, all of this, you guys, this whole thing points to Jesus. There's this theological concept of the red thread where if you go from Genesis to Revelation, you can see it all accumulating together. It really just comes down to Jesus. For some of you in here, young adults especially, I was having a conversation, even with some of you last week, and there's just so many questions. 
We always have questions about everything. And I love that. That's good. You should have questions. We were talking about scripture and the authority of scripture. And is it inspired? Is it inherent? Like, what is it? Is it accurate? And how much can we really know for it to be fully true or not? Like, it's a, it's a tough question. We're tackling and having this conversation. And it's interesting to me that we, especially in the halls, we're so, cons- like, we want to know how things happened. Right? We really, like, did he really create the world in seven days? Like seven 24-hour days, that seems to contradict science, Pastor Luke. I'm sorry, you don't sound that condescending. Sorry. But like, we have, and we have these questions, and they're good questions, right? Really, like, how, is the scriptures truthfully like authoritative? And I think we have a lot of these questions, and we want to know how this happened. The Jews were not concerned about how it happened. If there is a God who loves us, if there is a God who is real and is all-powerful, then the idea that God, by the way, this, I'm not inserting anything here, but the idea that a guy was, you know, eaten by a whale and lasted three days shouldn't really concern us if he's all-powerful. And I want to tell you, especially if you have deep questions and you're not really sure where to go, especially with this book, start with Jesus. Start with the resurrection. And if you believe and agree that the resurrection is true, that the resurrection actually happened, start there. And if that happens in your heart and if you begin to believe and you really see that this is good and true and real, that he really did defeat death, if that happens, then everything else falls into place. Everything else is answered through that lens, but it has to start with him. That's why Paul literally says, if, if, if the resurrection didn't happen, then our preaching is futile. It's meaningless. Like all of this, not really much point to it. It has to start there with the resurrection and then everything else comes from that. Amen? You guys follow me there? Everything points to Jesus. Okay, verse 27. Verse 27, let's read it together. And beginning, with Mo- and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Verse 28. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if we're going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So we went in to stay with them. Again, remember, he is now eating dinner with these guys and they still don't really realize what's happening. Think of how close they are to him. Think of all that's happening. When he was at the table with them, he broke bread and gave thanks. Broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other. This is a good question they're asking themselves. Were our hearts not burning within us while we talked with, while he talked with us on the road and as he opened the scriptures to us? So you can only imagine, they've gone, they're having dinner, they're sharing bread, wine, whatever it may be. He's talking about the scriptures. He's allowing them to see that wherever you look, you see me. Whenever you look into the Psalms, you see me. When you're looking into to some of the wisdom literature, you're seeing me. It's all pointing to me. This moment here, and they're having dinner together and then finally it clicks. Finally it happens. And I don't want you to miss this. The interesting thing is, I think Jesus was looking for these two, and I'm not sure at the moment they were looking for Jesus. They were so caught up in their sorrow, in their brokenness, in their weariness. It's hard to see Jesus. And I just wonder for some of us today, we've come to Easter Sunday services. Maybe you've already come to one today. Maybe for you, you're like, yeah, I just decided to show up, or I've come to lots of these, whatever it is. And I just wonder if you're looking for Jesus. 
Are you just looking for an experience? Are you just looking for a story or a joke? Are you looking for mini eggs? Yeah, we bought the good ones, okay? It's not the Hershey eggies garbage. Like, they're here. You can have some of those later. Are you looking for Jesus? These guys had this whole conversation, this dinner together, and then finally it clicks. And I just wonder if we have the desire, that hunger to see him and more than that, find him and more than that, know him, know him. I think sometimes we look for Jesus like my son looks for toys. Not really, like <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> like he, he, wants, he wants to help finding it. It's like, Bo, can you find your toy? He's looking for something. And Bo just kind of like drops to his knees. You guys know this. He drops to his knees like he's been shot and goes, I can't find it, dad. Mike, did you look under the couch? And all he does is he just like puts his face on the ground. Look, I don't see it, dad. And then he just sits there for a while, like just on the ground with head sort of in the couch. I don't see it, dad. Like that's all he's doing. He's not looking. He's not under the cushions. He's not around. He's not thinking about where it could be. Where did I see it last? There's no, it's not an active looking. He's just like, oh, I can't. He just like hits the ground and that's it. And I kind of wonder if we have the same posture where we're like, oh, I don't know, yeah. You give me And when there's no activity, there's no like going after it, there's no hunger, there's no desire. And we offer prayer each week and you have this burden, but instead of coming and asking for prayer and receiving the, like, the beautiful power, the freedom, the, like the weight being lifted from Christ, instead we walk out the door, we go home and we start our shift tomorrow on Monday or whatever it is. And we keep going through this process, this process again and again. And we're like these two where we sit with Jesus, we talk with him, we have dinner with him and we still don't see it. And I just want Easter this year to be different. The first Easter we get to be together in three years, two years, whatever it is, I want it to be different for you. I want it to be different for me. I want to know Jesus like we've preached about in Philippians 3. I want to see him and know him and love him the way he sees me and knows and loves me. And if the resurrection is true, please hear this. Final thought. Team, you're gonna come, we're going to sing another song. Team's coming. Like, if the resurrection is true, yet we feel empty, something to think about, even just before we get to that other thought, like if the resurrection is true, I believe it so is for so many reasons. If the resurrection is true, yet we feel empty day in and day out, it feels like we're just choosing reality, our present reality, whatever's happening over the resurrection power. I'm not saying that decision is easy. I'm not saying it's just like, oh, of course, Pastor Lucas. Now I'm happy. Like, I get it. I do. But if resurrection is true, please, like, own in on this for a second. If the resurrection is true, if Jesus died on the cross for you and for me and won a great victory. Nice. <laughs> Sorry. If it was just like a tick, I wouldn't have thought of it. It was just like, boom. <clears throat> if, the res if the resurrection is true if that power is what, what Calista was saying if the same power that raised Christ from the dead now lives in us I just wonder if Easter Sunday not even Easter Sunday but if lives could be transformed and changed and, and really radically made different we would 
choose today, rather than our present reality, which comes with concerns, which comes with heaviness and weight, I understand that. If we would say, you know what? This is not just on its own. I now see this through the lens. This is now dictated by, there's implications because Jesus died for me and there is power in that. Because Jesus loves me and there is power in that. Because Jesus sacrificed for me and there is power in that. The same power that raised Christ from the dead now lives in me. And so I don't look at sorrow the same way. Why? Because I have Jesus. Because he's made a pathway to him in relationship and a pathway to eternity in heaven. Friends, the Christian faith is that powerful that even in death, there is always hope. That there is always peace. That there is always a comfort and a joy and a sustainability from God that surpasses any heaviness that reality may give us. Are you following me tonight? This is the power of Jesus. This is the power of the resurrection. There's new life. Come on, like even that, like, but guys, there is new life for you and for me. And if the resurrection is true, okay, you don't have to do it just because I said it. I mean, like, if you need, if you believe it, if you're sensing it in your own heart, if the resurrection is true, yet our lives are empty, man, I wonder if we would stop just choosing our present reality, but we would choose the power of the resurrection, which then dictates our present reality. That's the goal. That's the hope that Jesus is saying, you would live as a new creation, right? The old is gone you've been made new. That we wouldn't just live dead in our transgressions like it says in Ephesians, but we would be made alive in Christ. Man, again and again, it's there for you. It's there for us. No more Easter Sundays where we just, like more Easter Sundays. They're gonna come again. They're every year. But like, no more Easter Sundays just coming and enjoying and floating along gotta be different no more I would I would challenge someone in this room I felt this in my heart right before I came out that there's someone in here who has this deep awareness of Jesus yet neglects to accept Jesus can I just tell you whoever that is it's very different I could be at home aware of my wife and not ever have a conversation with her never engage her never have a relationship with her someone in here needs to hear this Jesus is asking you to like, yeah, okay, he knows you're aware of him. He's asking you to accept him, to let him be Lord over everything and let this new life, this joy, this power, this resurrection, this this joy be your song, be your story, be your life. That's the goal. Amen? Would you close your eyes with me? keeping your space from your friends, taking a moment just to reflect. A lot of you have been here all day in different services. It would be my heart that you would just take a moment to be with Jesus. Someone in here needed to hear it. An awareness of Jesus isn't enough. It's not. An acceptance of Jesus, what he's done for you and the life he has for you. My goodness. That's what he's calling you to tonight. To a living hope. We sang a song that said, you called my name, therefore I run out of the grave. Man, don't sit in the wait. Let God release you of that and run to his arms to a relationship with him.
just wonder if there's someone in here tonight with everything that's happening tonight, with all that's going on. Listen, all the distractions are aside for a moment. If you in your heart just know, man, I just, I'm aware of Jesus. I talk about him, I see him. But if I'm being honest, I don't know him and I have not accepted him. And for your own heart, for your own life, you just know tonight's gotta be different. I don't wanna leave the same. I want to know him. I want to live a life that he dictates because there is full life, a life to the full God calls us to. There is resurrection power. I don't have to leave or come, I don't have to leave here with the same weight that I came in with. I just wonder for you if you need to say yes to Jesus. And I honestly, I truly, if this is your first time with us, I rarely do this. It's not really my style, but I wonder for you if you just need to say yes to Jesus. For you, that's just throwing your hand up. And I don't often do it for many reasons, but I think for tonight if that's you just to raise your hand as a submission to God my eyes will be closed in this moment but if you want to raise your hand as a prayer of you I think that would be a powerful and, and purposeful step it would be intentional that awareness isn't enough and acceptance is so Jesus we just come to you right now we ask Lord Lord right now nothing matters not the songs of the many eggs God you have a plan here for someone's heart tonight go from awareness to acceptance, to go from honestly dead in their sin to alive in Christ. I just pray in Jesus' name for that person who is searching or feels like they're searching, who's kind of looking, God, would there be a hunger and desire that comes over every person here tonight? Would there be a joy found tonight, God? Would there be resurrection life found in Jesus' mighty name? I pray with all of my heart, with every ounce of physical strength I have, that there would be a spiritual awakening in every single person here. That there would be an awareness, God. Not just um, that, you're, that you might be real or that the resurrection may have happened, but God, that you are real, that you love them, that there is purpose for them. Jesus, that there would be a whole new hope, a whole new vision for their life. That tonight things would be different. That Easter Sunday would not just be a day to sing a lot of songs and eat some food, but it would be a day, God, where there is joy found where their present reality doesn't dictate their tomorrow but the resurrection power does in Jesus name that that would be the acceptance the love the passion that they have for life and for everything else Jesus for that person tonight who's saying yes and there are some hands up and I see that God I just pray you would work through them you would love them you would show them your grace and mercy that no sin could hold them away from you that the grave wasn't too big for you that the weight of our sin wasn't too much that you defeated it that you rose again, and that their all glory goes back to you, Lord, because of what you've done. We love you. It's in your power. It's in your name we pray. And everybody said, come on, and everybody said, would you stand to your feet with me? Let's sing one more time. Let's give God all the glory he deserves. If you did make a decision tonight and I did see hands, man, like, I encourage you, come talk to someone about it, because it's meant to be talked about and excited, right? It's meant to be a party. Do you have a party ready for me? Yeah, I can see a party ready for me. Let's, let's sing this with all that we got as we go tonight. Come on.